Good morning, happy Sabbath, church family. If you are wondering why so many of us here are in our nice uniforms, that is because today is World Pathfinder Day. It is our 69th world anniversary. That means that every single Pathfinder around the world is using this day to memorize, excuse me, to remember what Pathfinders is and who we are as a ministry. The title of today's sermonette is Even a Pickle. So before we get into the sermonette, I would like for us to all pray, and we're going to do something a little different. So could I have Pathfinders and former Pathfinders, so if you were in Pathfinder Club before, I want you guys to participate in this next activity we're going to do, and if you guys want to stand, then you can do so. So Pathfinders and former Pathfinders, attention! So I know that there are former Pathfinders out in the congregation. So, and there's more of you, so please stand. Parade rest, prayer attention. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for letting us be able to participate in this Pathfinder and Adventure Sabbath. Dear Lord, I ask that you would please be with all of us. Please give everyone here a spiritual mindset as we go through this sermonette. Please let someone learn something new and be able to apply it to their lives. Thank you for your many blessings, dear Lord, and let us see you in your kingdom when you come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Pathfinders and former Pathfinders, attention. You may be seated. So the title of our sermonette is Even a Piccolo. Sir Michael Costa was an outstanding orchestra conductor of the 19th century. On one occasion, Sir Michael Costa was said to be conducting an orchestra rehearsal in which a greatest in which a greatest orchestra with hundreds of instruments was accompanied by a mass choir. This massive choir sang in full voice, the hundreds of instruments in full blast in a thundering massive organ. At some point, the one who played the piccolo thought that the piccolo was insignificant. In the midst of such a great orchestra and decided to stop playing. Unknown to the player, that was the fact that Sir Michael Costa was keenly listening to every instrument, including the piccolo. Surprisingly, but suddenly, Sir Michael, Co- Sir Michael halted the entire orchestra and choir. Stop! Stop! Where's the piccolo? What's happened to the piccolo? And for those of you who are unfamiliar with this musical instrument, the piccolo is of Italian origin, which is why it's called a piccolo. That's the Italian word for small. It is a tiny musical instrument, about half the size of a flute, and is played horizontally. The piccolo belongs to the woodwind family of musical instruments. Surprisingly, piccolos produce an octave higher sound than written, which led to its Italian nickname, Ottavino. Although small, it produces the highest pitch of the woodwind family of instruments. The piccolo is also called flato or flautino. Although piccolos were formerly manufactured in key D flat, they are now commonly manufactured in key C. Due to its ability to go an octave higher than written, piccolos usually double with the violin or flute to add excitement and brilliance to the overall sound. Interestingly, piccolos, though small, are a must-have instrument in concert band. Traditionally, piccolos had no key and was made from wood, glass, and ivory. 
However, in recent times, piccolos have been made from a variety of materials, including plastic, resin, silver, nickel silver, and a variety of woods. We may sometimes feel like that piccolo player, that we are so significant in our home, in our church, or even in the community that we don't have much to offer. And that if we just quit what we're doing or stopped our ministry altogether, no one will notice anyway. Yet the great conductor notices. He needs us to complete his orchestral masterpiece. God, the master conductor, values you such that he knows even the minutest details of our life. Church family, if you could open your Bibles with me to Luke 12, verses 6 through 7. When you were there, say amen. If you need more time, say mercy. He declares, are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are more valued than many sparrows. Luke chapter 12, verses 6 and 7. If you ever thought you're a piccolo, you need to reconsider. So a long time ago, there was a teenager by the name of Jeremiah. He was Jewish and would have probably been a pathfinder had he lived today. He lived during a difficult period in the history of the Jewish and the children of Israel. Jeremiah was called to the prophetic ministry in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah. Jeremiah, about, this was about five years before the commencement of King Josiah's reformation. At this time, King Josiah was about 21 years old. The glorious reformation of King Hezekiah, who was Josiah's grandfather, had been wiped out and forgotten by the dishonorable King Manasseh. King Manasseh had made alliance with the Assyrians, which in turn led Judah into syncretism. Gross idol worship and human sacrifices to the Assyrian god Moloch spread throughout the entire land. As a result of the low spiritual condition of the land, prophets were in high demand, but those who were willing to betray their conscience for money rose high in political power. So bad was the situation in Israel that Jeremiah often declared his messages with tears and is so well known for being the weeping prophet. Jeremiah ministered during the reigns of Josiah, Jehoaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, and Zedekiah. During these periods, Je Jeremiah warned the people of the judgment of God on his people and their ultimate destruction of captivity, yet they did not listen. Jeremiah viewed himself in his own eyes and perhaps in the eyes of those around him, parents, adults, church leaders, etc., and concluded that he was insignificant and unfitted for the task. Have any of you ever felt that way? that you were insignificant, unfitted for a task that God has given you? Therefore, Jeremiah rolled out some excuses. Ah, Lord God, I cannot speak. I am a youth. This was a piccolo moment in Jeremiah's life, and it's okay to think or to even conclude that we are piccolos in the face of some daunting task. However, that will not stop God from using us because God can use even a piccolo. Now, just as Jeremiah had piccolo moments in his life, we all have our piccolo moments in our life. Maybe you're the last child in your family and you feel like a piccolo. Raise your hand if you're the youngest one in your family. Well, don't worry, because God can still use you. Perhaps you're not the one who leads song service in your club meetings and you feel like a piccolo. Maybe you're the shortest person in your club and you feel like a piccolo. Or maybe you just failed an exam and now you feel like a piccolo. And just as we talked before, the piccolo is paired with a violin or a flute. Maybe you had a friend you've been paired with and he left you. And now you just feel like a lone piccolo. Different situations and different challenges of life can make us feel like piccolos. But you are not alone in your piccolo feelings. 
Someone loves you so much that he stands with you even in your piccolo moments. Just like he said to Jeremiah, God says to you, do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. He has provided all that you will need to accomplish the task even before he called. And at the point of the call, he will empower you through the Holy Spirit to fulfill the mission. Whatever is needed, he is willing to provide. Even it requires touching your mouth to give you boldness to speak. God knew me before I was conceived in my mother's womb. God knew me before I was conceived, and so I was special to God long before I became conscious of my own self. Can I get an amen? amen. No, I don't think you guys understand. God knew me before I was conceived in my mother's womb. God knew me before I was conscious of my own self. God thinks I'm so special, he knows the hairs on my head. That's how he thinks of us. My life is a result of intentional design. God created me in his own image and likeliness. Genesis 1, 26 and through 27. We are all special to God. God has a purpose in my life because God knew me before I was conceived. He sanctified me and set me apart for his divine purpose. It is God that designed me and it is God's prerogative to determine the purposes of my life. Therefore, my life is meaningful and worth living no matter what the circumstances of my own life. I choose to live and believe I am more than just a piccolo. God can use a pathfinder like me. Interestingly enough, many of the people God has used are similar to the pathfinders we have today. God used Joseph from his pathfinder age days to adulthood. God used David. God used King Josiah. God used Samuel. And the list goes on and on. Today, God is still using pathfinders to do great exploits for his kingdom. I am proud to be a pathfinder and God is using me for his glory. Every Pathfinder has been called by God and given a global commission, but not just Pathfinders, but everybody in this building today has been called to fulfill that commission. The Adventist Youth Ministry AIM states, the Advent message to all the world in my generation. This is a global mission and not just local. It doesn't say the Advent message to everyone in your community. It doesn't say the Advent message to everyone in your state. It says globally. Like Jeremiah, our commission is to the nations of the world. Jesus, our master, commanded, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. With God, I can do whatever task he gives me. Who all in here knows the verse Philippians 4.13? Could you please raise your hand? Cause... So I want everybody to repeat it. One, two, three. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is bigger than any challenge I will ever face as a child of God. When Abraham and Sarah were confused about the promise of God, the Lord asked them a rhetorical question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Genesis 18:14. Certainly with, with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 29. God is always a present help when we go on his errand. God assisted Jeremiah with the weakness of his inability to speak. He touched Jeremiah's mouth and filled it with words. In the same way, he is ever ready and present to help when we obey his words and command to proclaim the everlasting gospel. Now, while we may consider ourselves as piccolos, 
God always has a high view of us. Now, if you would like, please turn with us as we read these verses. In John 1, verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become children of God, even to them that believe on his name. We are not piccolos. We are the children of God. Beloved, now are we children of God, and it is not yet made manifest what we shall be. We know that if he shall be manifested, we shall be like him, for we have seen him as even as he is. We are not piccolos. We are created in the image of God, Genesis 1, 26 and verse 27. Then God said, let us make mankind in our own like in our likeliness so that they may roll over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. We are not piccolos. God has placed us in charge of the earth, in charge of the earth. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. We are not piccolos. We are the body of Christ. Colossians 1.18 says, And he is, he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. We are not piccolos. We are the apple of God's eye. Psalm 17, verse 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. We are not piccolos. We are joint heirs of the kingdom. Romans 8, 17 says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. We are not piccolos. If you guys would turn with me to 1 Corinthians 6, 3. When you have it, say amen, and if you need more time, say mercy. Amen. We are not piccolos. We will judge even the angels, 1 Corinthians 6, 3. And if, I'm sorry. And if God used and still uses piccolos, then God can use me. 1 Corinthians 6, 3 says, Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more things of this life? So even when you're down on your luck, even when you feel worthless, even when the world has told you that you're worthless, you have a master who is telling you you are not. You have the king of the universe who knows you, who knows your name, who planned you even before your parents planned you. And he loves you. And he chose you. For he has chosen you to serve. Thank you and happy Sabbath.